I don't have your killer things, Bucky, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you could, you could find it. Um, I think, look, there's a darkness inside all of us. Um, I happen to find mine pretty early on. Siobhan is the same way. And Connor, I think you could find your darkness, too. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross, episode yeah. 12, I believe. 12, yeah. Yeah, 12. We're I'll just... Fade, well, yeah. I'll, fade, I'll, fade, I'll find my darkness aided. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right, we, we'll get to... Get to a no way later. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everyone. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And? We. No, wait, wait. He's here. What's your name? I am King. I am King. Sabu. My name is Atsushi Onita. All right. It's Connor. Uh, he's on every podcast I do now, apparently. <laughs> Uh, we've got Connor here in the studio. Uh, at is all right now. He's uh, this is this is uh, he's going to be appearing on this in between appearances on the Bill Podberg Goldcast um, because I didn't think any of this through. Um, but yeah, we got Connor here. He's going to be here to talk uh, with us on episode number twelve. Uh, Siobhan, what's our topic here tonight? Okay, so this is going to be released on Cinco de Mayo, which is not really relevant to anything, but sure that it is. is also the famous. Onita loves five to appropriate five. Mexican culture. Yes, five five <laughs> May fifth, the FMW anniversary. It's also now the big Japan thing. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about fucking okay. frontier martial arts wrestling. So we did talk uh, about we, we we were considering. So yes, uh, FMW anniversary. Oh, jeez, that's crackling and the that probably sounded like shit um started over started over uh my name is no um we did talk <laughs> about doing some stuff from the because yes B- big japan wrestling has taken up the mantle for the may 5th show they do run uh endless survivor i believe is the name of the show is that right yes yes um, yeah it's a good show it's good show always yeah consistently it's like one of their like yokohama shows i believe um it's yes. It's Bunkai. Yokohama Bunkai Gym. Um, it is consistently one of the, the best shows of the year from any promotion. Um, and just, you know, consistently good stuff. Usually has a big, crazy main event, not unlike the FMW shows uh, before it. But this is going to be purely FMW to celebrate uh, the one true god at Sushi Onita. And we had discussed doing, we were, the original plan was to do, uh, three Onita exploding barbed wire matches and one, uh, one not Onita, which was going to be the Kudo, uh, Combat Toyota match. 
but I didn't have time to watch that. So we're just doing three tonight. We're gonna keep Can this. I tell you what I thought the original plan was? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Did you let I'll him know what, what we... Did you? I'll tell you what, Bucky, you'll let me explain, all right? <laughs> right. Okay. So, Siobhan, she messaged me, and she says, Hey, you want to appear on The Wig? That's what I call wrestling this goes The Wig, because that's the acronym. Sure. And then she I don't said, use hey, that. Do I, don't, I, don't, I never say wig. I'm not into it. My wife says wig. Siobhan says wig. I just say W-I-G. W-I-G. All right. Appear on The Wig? Yeah, that's the wig and whatnot. But anyway, I get I get uh, invited onto the wig, and she says, uh, "Hey, we're going to do FMW anniversary main events." So I think, okay, that's fine. Time passes. I said, like, okay, let's do it on second uh, uh, of May. And so she messages me like first of May. No, maybe so. Like maybe second of May, yeah. And like she's just like, okay, you get to record tonight. I'm like. Oh shit! I have watched nothing of this, and so I go into the FMW anniversary Wikipedia, and I see there are like twelve anniversary shows. Oh no! And so I think, okay, right, I can I can plan this out. I can do this tonight. I'll just have to retreat into my room, <laughs> walk myself in, watch them all, and then like while I'm watching uh, Onita versus uh, <laughs> Mr. Pogo from 1990, Savannah's like, you you do have matches, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, oh, no. twelve of them. Says, no, four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll say this about our yeah. our our guest booking so far. It has pretty much all fallen on Siobhan. She's been the outreach program. Uh, she did a fantastic job. Siobhan, tighten that up. Make sure make sure our boy knows what he's supposed to watch. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had said, but I did not. Uh, my plan is I just tell people, "Hey, you want to be on? What do you want to do? All right, hell yeah." Well, the idea was a lot we of were going to yeah. make yeah, we were going to make a a Google Doc, and I think we should just rename the Google Doc to Hell Yeah. We we're going to make a Google Doc that would actually have links and everything. But Siobhan and I started both adding things to the Google Doc that were just like, it was like 12 loose ideas for episodes. And it just looks like some fucking Zodiac Killer shit if you open that. Yo, let's talk about the Pitaleach's Corporal Robinson image page match of 2001. Yeah. Where do we fit it's... it in? It's just written 10 times in all caps. I mid South House of Hardcore just over and over. We don't know what that is, and we've moved on from it. I haven't opened that doc in two months, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we got three matches here, is what we've decided on, and it is the three, uh, from, uh, in my opinion, probably the prime of FMW, uh, it's very debatable, obviously, but we've got 93, 94, 95, and we're gonna start, uh, with the main event of the FMW fourth anniversary show, is that right? Yes. It would be for a few years. Okay, from mm-hmm. May 5th, 1993, we've got Atsushi Onita versus Terry Funk. It, does anybody have the actual name of the stipulation in front of them? Somebody's got to read these off. Okay, no. All right, I'm, I'll look No up. rope barbed wire. All right. No rope barbed wire exploding barbed wire time bomb match. You can no say Silver. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have what she's having. Um, let's see here. Yes, it is listed as an exploding ring barbed wire landmine match in front of 41,000 people at the Kawasaki Stadium. And Kawasaki, yeah. Kawasaki, uh, I'm saying Kawa. <laughs> Kanagawa. From, uh, yeah, from Kawabunga, Kanagawa, for sure. 
Um, yeah. Oh. So I proposed this very early on because this is probably one of my five favorite matches of all time. I adore this match in every possible way. Um, but this match, I'll say right out front, it always makes me cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not afraid to admit. Anybody else cry watching Atsushi Onita versus Terry Funk today? Or yesterday or whenever you watched it? No, but it's okay that you did. <laughs> okay. I didn't cry, but I understood why. Connor, didn't you cry when you saw Goldberg come out when you watched... Did you tell me? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I, I also cried uh, watching Triple Mania <laughs> when... Uh, <laughs> when Pierrot got wheeled out. You know? When what? I'm sorry, what? When Pierrot, you know, okay, sure. LA Park wheeled him out, I thought it was, like, really emotional, just seeing, like, this broken guy, and then, like, uh, you know, because Vampiro <laughs> was crying too, so I joined in. Was that before or after <laughs> Vampiro and uh, Conan called each other Maricon repeatedly? It was that. It was after that was the main event. So. Okay, okay, sure. Uh, that whole <laughs> well, they did it. They did it twice. Yes. <laughs> oh, they called each other Maricon twice. Say, uh, I, I thought you were going to say I cried when Rey Scorpion uh, did the perfect power bomb into the shopping cart of Pagano. Ah, beautiful! What yeah. a beautiful match. Um, okay, so beautiful. I I constantly figure that it's like the peak of my life that I just look back on. <laughs> it was the night. I'll say this: uh, Triple Mania. Uh, as we as we uh, like to call it by its proper name here on Wrestling is Gross, only the proper pronunciations, yes. Roosh and Virus, um, and all of the other ones that I can't think of. Uh, Tercera. Rombo. Segunda, Tercera, Rombo, we got all of them. Um, I think that, that was the night. Was that Triple Mania 25? Is that correct? Yeah. I think it was... 26 it was, okay. yeah. Okay, whatever it was, August of last year, 2018, that was yeah. the night when the larger uh, wrestling Twitter dumb shit community decided that AAA was actually good mm-hmm. after ignoring it for years. Um, and AAA wasn't good, for, of course, for a long time, but AAA has been good for at least since like 2016-ish. Uh, and it's actually great now. Obviously, there's a good show tonight, from what I understand, that I will get to in, you know, six months. So, <clears throat> Onita versus Funk, we open with a shot of the fans in the Kawasaki Stadium doing the fucking wave. Um, have either of you ever performed... Yeah, doing the wave, I like it. <laughs> have, you ever, have either of you ever performed the wave in a large crowd? In a large crowd? No, I believe only obnoxiously during uh, classes in school that everybody agreed sucked ass. Okay. That's to a, annoy the teachers. That's a, uh, we're talking a class of 15 to 20 or even more? Like, like 30. Okay. Something yeah, one like of that. Those, yeah, one of those high schools. Now, did you go to school in the city or were you just outside the city? Just outside the city, but it had, like, that school is has, like, 5,000 kids in it. Okay, so graduating class of, like, 500 or so. Um yeah, my yeah. high school, my high school uh, total total student count uh, was like forty two hundred the year I began as a freshman, and of course, you know, graduating class was actually like four hundred because Southeast Texas is just dropout factory. Uh, Connor, how many people went to your high school or your mm-hmm. uh, uh, do you, uh, A levels? <laughs> is that the thing there? Nah, it's called secondary school. Okay. 
first I went to primary school, then I went to secondary school. That's how it's in Glasgow. It's like another fucking the UK. planet. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, in the I'm city. Alien. Were you in the city? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I was in a wee, like, uh, suburb community. Okay. Where, like, uh, it was uh, just, like, a sort of small school. I don't know how many exactly. I don't know if it even broke a thousand, honestly. Okay. Um, it's probably a better way to be. Probably a better way to to go to school for sure. Um, probably a better way to be as far as our wave uh, capacity. <laughs> not really. No, the only wave that I would have like encouraged in school was when a uh, fucking encouraged uh, progressive wave. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'm familiar. Not really, but I I've seen the logo. Um, so the wave is a weird thing. I didn't. I, we're gonna stick to, to talking about the wave for a little while here. Um, I didn't realize that the wave was a thing outside of American sports. Um, are you familiar with the wave out there in jolly old Scotland? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's football. Okay, I figured it. And after watching this and sort of internalizing the concept of this as being a thing that Japanese people in a in a Japanese baseball stadium are familiar with and do before a main event, it must be like truly global. Um, it's cool. Yeah. I love the wave. Gotta love the wave. Um, so yeah, Terry Funk Onita. Funk gets a massive pop. Uh, we've talked about this before, but I think is, is it fair to say that Terry Funk's not only the like the greatest, most beloved Gaijin babyface in Japanese wrestling history, but also maybe just in general the greatest babyface in Japanese wrestling history. Um, it's likely so. Yeah. Uh, no, wait a second. You say he gets a big pop. The version I watched, his theme, his his entrance was dubbed over because it's a commercial tape. Okay. Did you watch? A, did you watch a version where it was not? Uh, no, the version I watched was on YouTube, and it had crowd sounds that were pretty pretty obvious that the crowd was way into him. So, um, I will say the the video quality of yours was probably better than the video quality of mine. Uh, but okay, I, that I, makes sense. I got that authentic. You you watched the WWE Network version. I watched the real shit. <laughs> did did he come out to spinning to hold this ultra fan theme? I don't know. I I can't remember. <laughs> Didn't take note of that, Siobhan. Uh, I don't remember. No, no, no <laughs> recollection of the pop episode. Now, uh, now then, Onita comes out to X. Uh, yes. Um, fun fact: I once watched a Neutral Max uh, friend once stayed over uh, after being marooned in the city of Philadelphia, and we watched some FMW. And Neutral Max, being the person that Neutral Max is. Shat the fuck all over Anita's theme when we watched him versus Gregory Vereshev, I think. Okay. And it was like, yeah, and it was like, X? This is, this is fucking terrible. It's like, I hate X. No, X like, is cool. John Doe is cool. I, I love X. I, yeah, I uh, think X is great. You know, Christina, music. whatever her name. I can't, I don't know what her last name is. The Russian girl. It's probably not Russian. <laughs> uh, Xene Cervanka. Yeah, Cervanka. Okay. Married uh, to a gr- ex-wife uh, of Green Book star Viggo Mortensen. Hell yeah, he's not racist. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah uh, no, X is cool. Fucking, I like X. I like their cover of Soul Kitchen. Um, yeah, so there's smoke. I just heard Wild Thing. <laughs> yeah, Wild Thing is like it's a cool song. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's it's fitting for Onita, who is a very um, Western influenced like leather jacket cool guy like he's clearly 
this is a guy who has both read the outsider's book and owns a copy of the Coppola film on DVD. Um, and I want to say this about Onita. Has he ever looked like he's ready for a fight? Because he's obviously pumped. He's obviously like there to fucking fight, but he almost always looks like a guy who just got done fighting and less like someone who is about to fight because he's just covered in bandages. Looks like shit. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's just this caffeinated, nicotine up fart. He's a fucking fart. He's That's all he, he, but I don't know. He doesn't ever look like, he doesn't look like a dude who knows how to fuck people up or anything like that. I mean, he has famously the Yakuza ties. He has someone else do his work for him, but he's, he's also not a, like, I don't know. He's just a, he's not a guy who has Yes, these guys who has brutal matches, and we will get to that. But at the same time, it's like he—he—he he, he makes me a beat. I'm sorry, what? Connor, I lost you for a sec. Uh, okay. Con- yep, we're good. Yeah. Okay, Sabon, you first. You first. You first. No, no, you say. I was waiting for you. Were you saying he reminds you of Beat Takeshi? Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> I heard a I heard I, a little tiny bit of it. Okay. I thought yeah, I, I I thought you said Pete Rose, and I was just gonna be very <laughs> yeah yeah Pete Rose uh, uh, yeah that he, the, he, the white guy who was in the fucking Yakuza movies yeah he he missed Takeshi because uh, similar to him like uh, Takeshi uh, never looks like he's going to kick some ass he always just like sure. sort of like stands there looking like you know fucking beat Takeshi but he he still like kicks over an ass and shoots everyone so it's sort of like even though I know that he probably couldn't win a fight, I know he's probably going to win this fight. Sure. I, I think, you know, I think there's... Mm, my favorite uh, Takashi Kitano movie is Hanabi Fireworks, and I think Onita would be, like, laughable in that kind of movie. But, yeah, Onita could fit right into Sonatine or whatever. That's um, a very similar sort of uh, stoic downtroddenness. Uh, that that mm. that fits the the mold of of the guy. I, I I feel like Takeshi has never looked as downtrodden as Onita though. Um, Onita is a big doe-eyed motherfucker. Yeah, he's yeah. that's the other thing is is uh, Takeshi Kitano is also a like classically handsome man. Even though we only really know him from his forties and fifties, I think he. Yeah maybe in his 20s was like a, a you know like a, a hot like a fine piece of ass at times um yes yeah, i've seen him in his comedy show and he looks pretty fine you know <laughs> sure sure um so yeah uh i i think that's interesting uh, we talked about uh beats a couple times on the show at this point i feel like um so the referee in this match is infamous at this point but we would be remiss in not bringing up the fact that the referee is wearing what appears to be like a hybrid beekeeper suit slash suit of armor um, I believe. Yes. I, believe this, I believe this referee is Scott Ito. I don't know that. This, that means nothing to me. <laughs> Scott Ito. Like, go Ito, because I heard they announced it. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. Go ahead. He was. Yeah, he was just the FMW guy. He yeah. like joined Zen, like the Onita's NWO ripoff and all that shit. So yeah. Okay. I've, the Nick I, Patrick I, I, of the FMW, I guess. Yes. Cool. Cool. He's a, um, he's got a he's a medieval hazmat suit looking ass motherfucker. Um, he wears some outfits. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a, the, it's a it's a um, look. <laughs> now, th- okay. So here's an 
I, I, I explained this to Bucky that I have a unified theory of these three matches. Now this is, and how Onita works them, and how this is Onita versus the legend versus a mentor versus a man he respects utmost as some as an icon, but who who even as Terry Funk in this five thousand year old state of his, this old motherfucker, crazy middle aged, he cannot beat him just in a fight. He can only beat him through sheer force of will, and. And surviving him. Sure. Because Terry Funk beats his fucking ass, basically. Um, he, like, uh, he takes one or two bumps into the barbed wire before the end of the match. Terry but takes two, it, and Onita takes three or four, for sure. Yeah, Onita, I mean, Onita is get, getting his ass whooped. Um, it's, it's not close. And it's not like Terry, I mean, Terry Funk is bigger than Onita, but it's not a huge gap, really. And especially, even if Onita's busted ass knees, it's like it's not that big of an athletic gap, sure. really. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Uh, all right, so the opening ma- the opening of the match is uh, like a, your classic collar and elbow teasing, uh, which is like so important in a barbed wire style match. Uh, obviously, this barbed wire is electrically charged, uh, but this is an easy thing to do, sort of lazily. You see it in a lot of modern death matches where the guys will sort of, you know by the numbers push each other close to the weapon um with no result and then one guy finally goes into it but this is this goes like a full like 90 seconds with teases of each guy going into the wire um, you know, the fire as well there's something interesting about it because someone who throws like during introductions a lone streamer streamers weren't practicing the fmw at this time but someone still threw like a lone streamer maybe because they're excited and the Interstrikes has to say, like, yeah, please do not throw streamers on this barbed wire. Interesting. And I think, and I think, oh my god, what if you could, just, what if you just threw a streamer that exploded? Well, yeah. No. <laughs> like, is is the pressure sensitivity so so high that um, a piece of paper could set the explosion off? That's that's it, pretty interesting. It better be. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. So we, we do get we we get our first explosion pretty quick because Terry's magnificent punches send Onita into the wire. Uh, and the crowd doesn't pop so much as they just react with fear. And Onita mm. immediately bleeds from the arms and the back. And this is some... Like, you, if you look at the amount that he is bleeding immediately from going into the wire just one time, maybe it's the way he did it, or maybe mm. it's the wire. Like, this is... Maybe this is some real farm-grade fucking barbed wire, you know? Um, yeah. I... Wait, what a... What was the deal we talked about, Siobhan, on a previous show? Uh, something to do with farming, something that Jim... The cow Crump- chain. Yeah, okay, it was it was Gordon Soley talking about the cow chain. Uh, this is some... Or it was Bob Cottle, maybe. Uh, this is some real cow chain shit. This is some stuff that was, like, for real, uh, deep in Oklahoma. This is the stuff that kept your livestock at bay. Um and then the second explosion is more shocking as Onita like lays it in and then Funk chops him in the chest. Um, so I guess he, Onita goes back first into mm-hmm. the wire this mm-hmm. time and he just sort of gets stuck there and Chump just sort of like Lucha chops him in the chest. And then as Onita pulls away from the wire, you see um, like burn marks, like black charred burn marks. This motherfucker yeah. looks like a god. He looks like a fucking Frito. He has grill marks <laughs> on him. It's it's disturbing. Yeah. Um. It's it's some real it's, fucking it's, uh, American summer barbecue shit going on here. 
yeah, like when when it comes to to death matches, it can often be a struggle to really convey the danger of them when you're actually wrestling a fake match that doesn't actually hurt you. Sure. So sometimes when it comes to these sort of matches, those little details can sort of make you think, "Oh my god, he has just exploded." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's no, it's truly insane that like the visual element of the burns across his back. Um, so at this point, I've I've written some notes down, some like live reactions. Excuse me. Uh, so I, at this point, I'm wondering because I've seen this match a few times, but I don't remember much of the details beyond the finish. Uh, is each side of the ring does it just have like one explosion set up? So it's you hit. So they can't really. <laughs> I'm not explaining this well. They can't really double up on these explosions, right? You hit those ropes once; yeah. it triggers the pressure that causes the explosion. Well, if I would say theoretically, I would say that uh, there would be two explosives per set of ropes, right? Which we, like, which we like, prove correct later on, yes. Yes. So, so, so two, two sets of explosives like, per rope set. And, yeah, just once, once it have been exploded, it just turns into normal barbed wire, which in itself is bad <laughs> to get in. Yeah. Yes, normal barbed wire, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, normal barbed wire. The, uh, the technical <laughs> aspects of this wire, are fascinating. My idea! You steal! <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's funny to think about you know we, we talked a lot about like what a vision is and like someone like has thought about like Zandig and the suspended cage of death that sort sure. of idea <clears throat> I mean I, I need to like the first exploding barbaro match with him versus Tarzan Goto um, so it's like he had, but it's like what the fuck is this shit what the fuck is wrong with you man yeah no the, so yes the the elaborate uh creativity of a of a cage of death five suspended is really incredible um and but that as we discussed on episode three of the show see that I'm, i remember the which number it was yeah um Zandig was a construction worker. He understood how to put together scaffolding. He understood how to lay out something structurally so it was uh, secure and sound for people to walk on or fall on or fall off of, for instance. Um, how do you rig a wrestling ring to explode? Like, it's a, this is a weird thing that should not exist in any, in any way. There's, when you talk about a, a massive scaffold that goes, uh, a massive scaffold walkway that goes from one side of a building to the other, there is a real life uh, counterpart to that. There is uh, a, a, a typical use for such a thing, and the man who set this up is a man who has history as a fucking construction worker. He understands should, yeah. engineering, yeah, and even in even in like a very base form, he understands that level of engineering. Where at what point does Onita like? Is he looking? Is he like? Well, is he going to the I, fucking library and figuring out pressure triggers? And like, well, I can get, I can give you an idea. I think. Okay, Zandik, construction worker. That's his origin story. Onita, he had Baba as a father figure. Mm-hmm. Explains everything. No, it doesn't. It explains nothing. <laughs> yeah, it does. it doesn't explain his his fascination with explosives. It doesn't explain it. Onita's not a scientist. Like <laughs> because Baba didn't love him. That's why. Okay, so he's closed because Giant Baba didn't love Onita. That he went and became a weapons expert. Does Onita have experience in the fucking Japanese military? Like I don't understand how you how you figure this out. That, well, that's he 
He called on some friends, is the answer. Sure. He went, yeah, he went to his, so, <clears throat> he talked about his Yakuza ties. I would imagine there's plenty of people, uh, in, in, in the, in the organized crime organizations, uh, in Japan who have extensive, uh, explosive, like military explosives backgrounds. So I guess that, that actually makes sense when you say it's Yakuza set up. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happens when I have an argument with my dad. I just go off to live and start learning how to make bombs. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the third explosion sees Funk finally go in. He goes inside first. Um, he, They both crumple to the ground. Terry gets up, does his like woozy noodle legs sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gets dangerously close to the remaining side that has not been touched yet. Um, and the crowd... It's good. It's- because so he, he, he adapts to sailing, you know? Because usually when you see Terry Funk do that, it's sort of like the thing where he tumbles over the ropes. Yeah, There's sure. no ropes tumble over. Yeah. So he just sort of goes, ooh, ooh. He knows I'm exactly what he's doing. Here. It's nice. That is a man who understands his placement in the ring better than arguably anybody in the, in, in, in the history of wrestling. He totally understands how to get the most of every inch of that canvas. Um, greatest of all time. We talk about it all the time, but... Terry Funk's the greatest wrestler who ever lived. Um, so, Onita, truly the master of the DDT, right? Can we admit? <laughs> the, yeah. The, the greatest DDT in, like, uh, any... Uh, fuck, there's Arn Anderson, there's Barry Windham, there's Jake Roberts, there's a million guys who do great DDTs. Um, Onita has the best DDT of all time, right? He has, the most, he has the most dramatic. Mm-hmm. Hashimoto, you said. Is that what you said, Connor? Not to that. I don't know. Oh, I thought you said Hashimoto. Okay. Uh, I I was thinking Hashimoto was a great DDT, but, you know. But, I mean, Onita is just this, like, little-ass waif motherfucker who just throws it all into it. Like, he throws everything he has into (laughs) it. Waif. I like that. I like that a lot. I know. I'm going to keep calling. I mean, you know, he is... I didn't know what waif was until I read the Game of Thrones books. That's embarrassing to admit, but I'd never heard that word. Sorry, go on. Uh, Onita is uh, Gia, as played by Angelina Jolie in the famous HBO movie Gia. Yeah, the movie that that Tyler jacks off to. Yes, the only the only time he, he ever jacks off in his life. Yeah. He has elephantitis of the balls. Yeah. Because he's just refused to ever masturbate. That's and right. you know what? It's a sad state of affairs. Our friend Skylar, uh, friend of the show, Skylar, doesn't jack off. Mm. <laughs> no fat, <laughs> na- uh, you know, entire lifetime. That's all right. That's all right. He'll, he'll come around. Uh, yeah. Well, well, oh. Here's the thing about when he does DDT, right? Okay. Are we still talking about that? Like, yeah, it looks like shit, right? It, look, in theory, yes. No, look, ten you a lot of his offense look like shit, right? Mm-hmm. But he's still the best. But the thing is, we'll get often, to his like, shitty offense. One, yeah, we'll get to his shitty offense. But as far as Odia goes, there's like uh, the DET that I'm thinking of in the Detective Street fight that he does to uh, Nagasaki. It would be mm-hmm. where Covered on the double show. DET. Yeah, covered on this show. Yeah, where it's a double DDT, and even though it doesn't hit, like Onita, like before he does it, he just goes, "Go, go over here. We're gonna do this right now." Yeah, double DDT. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. like, um, and it makes it really dramatic, right? However, this urgency is not here in any of the DDTs that I saw. 
and us, I don't, I don't know about it. It's only just a shitty DDT note. <laughs> All right. Well, Funk sells it like he's fucking Pac or uh, Adrian Neville or whatever. <laughs> he, he takes a, a goddamn ricochet bump off one of them. Um, so the fourth explosion is probably for me like the moment that made me gasp the most. I've seen yes. this match probably five times, but. Onita is headbutting Terry repeatedly as he is dangerously close to the wire, you know, wobbling back and forth. Uh, and on, I believe it's the sixth or seventh headbutt, uh, Terry just completely sidesteps Onita, uh, sends Onita back first as he turns into the wire. The wire gives way as it explodes in a fucking ball of, you know, flashing light. Onita topples headfirst to the floor, and the only thing keeping him from hitting, like, full force on the top of his head on the floor is the wire, the barbed wire sticking into his skin and singlet. And he just sort of topples, you know, ass over tit. And when he arises from the floor of the Kawasaki stadium, he looks at his hands, you know, (laughs) callback. Of course he looks at his hands (laughs) and, but no, he's not looking at his hands in a dramatic fashion. He's looking at his hands to make sure he hasn't lost any fingers He's, he's holding it in a way where, like, he does he, it hurts, and he doesn't know if it's manageable or not. So he just sort of, uh, yeah, <laughs> just holding it, <laughs> making sure all of his fucking appendages are still intact. Like it's, fuck, it's this harrowing stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, they get back in the ring, uh, and that's when the horrifying uh, klaxon begins to sound as the timer appears in the bottom right corner. The time bomb is ticking. The crowd is looking around, shocked, scared. Are they really doing this? Is this actually going to happen? Is this whole place going to go up in flames? (laughs) And then what do Terry and Onita do? They just start brawling with each other and punching and kicking and headbutts. Like, good ones, too. Um, and after it's, this, it's a windmill stand up. Yeah, it's a it's a classic fucking Buzz Sawyer Jim Duggan fight. Um, at this point in in a match like this, after what these these guys have already been through, um, if these strikes had been sort of subpar, uh, like below average, just fatigued, beleaguered strikes, um, it would have been understandable. But no, these are good punches. These are like hard hitting headbutts. They're going all in on each other as they've blown each other up. Um, I, this sequence is incredible to me. I was like getting chills watching this. I, I, I couldn't, I, I like actually rewound it and watched it a second time because that, that siren, that klaxon is absolutely terrifying. Um, it's deafening. It's fucking insane. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh. it's, it's very loud. It echoes through that stadium. It's incredible. Yeah. And, you know that's sort of, you know, it's time to go. It's time to theoretically go home after that. It's like what? It's like you get the fuck out of the ring and yeah. You know, well, so we get, we, the match is weird the way it's structured, kind of because they they do move sort of into a finish pretty soon after this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Terry goes for a spinning toe hold, um, and then Onita kicks him yeah. backwards into the wire, which. This is where I was like, oh, okay, each side doesn't have just one explosion because it explodes again. Um, yes. It was the same side that Onita went into, I believe, at the very beginning of the match. Um, oh. And then that that leads into, yeah, your finish, which is a great DDT. Connor, fuck you for saying these DDTs aren't good because that is a great DDT that finishes this match. Well, see, look, the thing as well is that they keep going on afterwards, right? 
I said, it's not just that Terry Funk has made he lost the match and he's trying to take what he's done with him. It's also that Onita just starts, like, attacking him as well. And it's basically like they continue working the match. Sure, I sure. feel like, you know, it, it, it made me think that, oh, wait, was Terry supposed to kick out the DDT? Well, sure. <laughs> but bell to bell, uh, Siobhan, we've talked about this on the show, bell to bell doesn't actually matter. Yeah, it's it's touch to touch, uh, if and Fuck that. sometimes entrances you know too. it all counts. To well, me. no, I was going to say, and sometimes entrances. This is an entrances and exits ass match. Sure, sure. Um, uh, yeah, so we, the clock is still ticking though. As Terry quickly awakens at the announcement yeah. of Onita winning and begins strangling him with, I I have it down as a like a shoelace or a bootlace. Does oh, anybody? It's wrist, it's wrist, it's wrist tape. tape. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, the ref tries to separate them, but he gets clubbed by Funk, and his armored helmet falls off. Um, and then Onita grabs the helmet and just hits Terry Funk with it and hits two consecutive uh, Thunderfire powerbombs, uh, which yeah. is uh, him hitting with that helmet made me laugh out loud. What was that helmet made of? Was that like a... <laughs> what it- Fucking Lexan. Um- <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's, a- it's probably made of like dog bowl material. It's Pyrex. <laughs> Heat-resistant Pyrex. Um, so yeah, one minute on the clock left, this fucking tornado siren begins. That That's the thing, is the siren goes from like one yeah. style of siren to like an actual... Uh, Siobhan, uh, they don't have tornado sirens in, in Pennsylvania, right? No, there are very rarely tornadoes, sure. but sometimes, yeah, sometimes like, we have them. So in... This is, oh, this is the siren that we, that we had for, um, you know... Impending nuclear war. This is the siren that we were taught to like respond to. Yeah. Sure. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to play it on the... You guys won't be able to hear this, but I'm just going to play it right quick. See if it'll oh. pick up on... Uh, it's not going to pick up on... There it is. So it's basically <laughs> like this. And you guys can't hear this. Oh my god, we got a go here. It's explosion. Yeah. Ah. It's basically like this. And it's just a terrifying sound. Um, if it's yeah. not playing on the on the file, I'll dub it in. <laughs> it's just a nightmare <laughs> sound. I've I've ended it at this point. I've gone ahead and paused it. Um, yeah. It's it, it it sends chills down the spine. They do tornado um, siren tests, like drills, on the first Tuesday of every month where I live, and yeah. it always freaks us out. And my daughter gets kind of spooked by it as well. Even though she doesn't even understand the concept of a tornado, she hears it and she senses that that's danger. Um, And this is a dangerous sound. Um, Onita throws the referee out out of the ring. He spares him. He looks around. Clock's still ticking. 30 seconds. Reluctantly exits the ring, but he can't do it. He, he can't leave the legend, his fucking hero, to die in the ring. Um, yeah. that, that's the thing, is that this is a, like, those Thunderfire power bombs were like, only so going, hey, fuck you, Terry, fuck, I'm gonna incapacitate you so that you blow up and perhaps die in this ring. Sure. And I'm gonna go out now, referee, you fuck off too. And it's like, no, I can't do it. Come <laughs> on, Terry, wake up. <laughs> It is beautiful. That's, I mean, it's to immobilize him to get him, like, the fuck off of you, but it's also like, I don't know that my plan is for him to die, it's just, you know... I have to save I myself. Want him to fall. Yeah, this guy needs to, it's like, one of, we need to get some damn separation here, yeah. so I'm going to powerbomb you right on your fucking neck. Yeah, the, and... the match is over. Two things? 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what you do in FMW, as we'll find out. Uh, two to five times is how you get a person to stop bothering you. Um, oh, no, it's... Yeah, it's he, it. he gets on top of Terry Funk. He starts slapping him, yelling in his face. Terry cannot get up. Five seconds left. The announcer begins counting backwards over the loudspeaker. And what does Onita do? He covers his hero, the man who was trying yeah. to kill him minutes before, covers his body as the area around the ring just is engulfed in flames. Um, and if you haven't yeah. seen this before, it goes sort of slow motion. The audio goes silent as just explosions that are around the ring. It's a insane imagery. Uh, you see the charred remains of the fucking battlefield. Onita and Funk remain alive, but barely. And then this guitar begins to play. Uh, Connor, I don't know it's if... It's a the... good guitar. Okay, yeah. so you watch the same version. At least that part was the same. Um, smoke arises from the center of the stadium into the fucking moonlight. And covered in blood, Funk and Onita rise in the front of the crowd like literal phoenixes. Just two guys who should be dead stunning it has made me cry multiple times <laughs> it's so fucking stupid that it's just that guitar hits and i just fucking uh, yeah i mean that's a deaf silence too it's so perfect it's mm. audio visually this is one of it, it might be it's like an all-time achievement match to say the least um you talk about wrestling uh, as a production and as like a full package to be enjoyed um, in the years following, this is this is everything to me. I think this is one of the most stunning dramas that's ever unfolded in a fucking wrestling ring. Um, and I, you know, in, in, an, in an era now where stunning drama is a fucking bad phrase because of Johnny Gargano or whatever, um, this is truly fucking epic Kenny stuff. Omega. Don't say his name, I know, but Kenny Omega's yeah, but Jesus no. Christ pose. Yeah, no, this is yeah, this is an actual war platoon. movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's fucking wolf. Yeah, that is that if Platoon fucking sucks by the way. If you go back and watch that that, that show now, uh, that that move that film, uh if you go back and watch any Oliver Stone picture at this point. Um Un- Oliver Stone is an unrecon is a reconstructed American nationalist. He's a liberal American nationalist. Sure. Um not unlike how Falling Down is a actually a good movie because they li- the liberal version of Death Wish. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Joel, Joel, Joel Schumacher, objectively good, I think we can say. But, but sort of, Oliver Stone is sort of, is just way too much of a, just like, he does that and it's just like, it's too cloying. It's, it's, you've never fucking seen Coming Home. That movie is a piece of shit. We, cause we have discussed Deer Hunter on this show. Is it Deer the, Hunter is insane. Wait, what's Coming Home? The one, Is it the Hal Ashby? Ashby? Okay, I've never seen that. Was yeah, John that Boyd? movie is fucking, yeah, that movie is a piece of fucking shit. I do like uh, Hal Ashby. I like Paper Moon a lot. I've... I lo- Hal Ashby's great, but yeah. that's not the point. Paper Moon was, um. That's Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a beautiful match. Yeah. And, um, it is, it is absolutely stunning. Uh, yeah, Onita cuts one of his classic. Can't believe I mixed up Hal Ashby and. Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, Onita cuts one of his classic crying, screaming promos. Uh, he's yeah, dripping cool. with sweat. Um, throws down the mic, then we get Wild Thing playing again. And then there's like a post-match promo that's kind of confusing. Does anybody have notes on the on Terry Funk saying, I appreciate everything you did for me out there? 
Yeah, it's, it's like, I appreciate this, but I don't... I will not accept that you beat me. And the, these rules... I, oh, I yeah! That's right, Terry Funk says, we're not doing things on your terms, we're doing them on mine. You're doing them on mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Connor, would you like to give me a PWF rules, Anita? A Dory, <laughs> in fact, but still... It's sort of, weirdly, the Funk brothers love explaining rules to Atsushi Onida. Yeah. Okay, well, well do, you, do you want Terry or Dory? No, do the different. Dory bit, because the Dory bit has become infamous at this point. If you can do it, do okay. it. Right, okay, all right. Take a deep breath. I am sorry, Mr. Onida, but PWF rule says you can't last longer and six seconds, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Spot on and verbatim. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you, Dory Funk Jr. for appearing. Dory Funk Haskins Jr. for appearing on the show. Uh, post- I riled up fight Funk Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, post match, post match also sees Onita still bleeding. Walk to a chain link fence and ironically yeah. have like barbed wire on top, of course. Where the there is like a sea of fans on the other side, although you can't see how many. It could be a dozen. It could be fifteen hundred. On the other side of this fence, he cuts like a brief promo and then lets some of them touch his bloody hand, <laughs> and then touches strangers' blood. That's right. This is a man who gets it. Yeah, he, um, he walks he, away he, as they chant he, his he, name. He, he, no, he he tells them to shut up and they go. Oh, okay. Connor, <laughs> you speak way more Japanese than anybody who will ever appear on the show. Um, unless we can get uh, a no way on, which we're working on. I, I don't know if you really speak it. I just like know what Yamada means. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> he points wait, wait, to the wait, sky. That's the, that's like the the big moment here at the end is Onita points into the, the, the night sky and we get a freeze frame on him doing it. Breakfast yeah. Club shit. Um, and then we get credits rolling over the shots of, a, I guess, an ambulance. A yeah, the yeah. ambulance that he goes on because he is exploded. <laughs> but famously, though, it is it, it is yeah. that Onita regularly did go to the ER, but every single time it was like, you motherfucker, these are just, like, superficial wounds. The only time he was ever seriously was that time he jumped in the fucking river <laughs> with all the cuts like an idiot. Sure, that current uh, will uh, take you down. Uh. Yeah. Um... Great match, one it's of the best matches ever. Really incredible. I really adore this match in in every way, and it. I've seen it a a bunch of times at this point, but it just really. Every time, it, like it offers me something different. I something something about that moment where he when he falls out of the ring and and the the wire catches him, but he still topples over, and he get he gets up fast. That's a, a crazy thing about that spot, is Onita stands up quickly and looks at his fucking fingers, like he's counting his fingers. That moment, like, shook me this time, in a, in a weird way. Um, not a lot of deathmatch stuff will get me on such a visceral level, where I see, like, the fear, and then immediate relief in, in, a, in, a, in a worker's face, and it, we saw it at spring break when Jimmy Lloyd took scissors to the throat. I think that was a similar thing where he checks his fucking neck to make sure his jugular isn't spurting blood, mm. and then he clearly breathes a sigh of relief as he continues on with the match. Um, there's a few moments like that in the history of wrestling, and Onita checking his fingers is is definitely one of them. Uh, it 
just stunning fucking match. I love it so much. I love it. To, I love it to bits. So I like, our next, I like, okay. I like it's when Terry Funk did a cover of the Get Back by the Beatles. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't. Is that a thing? Yeah, as in like, cause he, cause he uh, went, get up, get up. Okay, all right, I get up, it. You son of a bitch. And it was in similar cadence, <laughs> and I thought that was funny. I fucking hate that song. Um, and I don't even anyway, hate the Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles. Uh, the yeah, the Beatles. Y- y- now, yeah, okay, Gla- okay, uh, Glasgow Bucky. Now, yeah, <laughs> one beer, w- one beer, Bucky. Oh, oh no, I'm our, I'm a few deep. Um, do you want to move so. on into the next one? Or our wa- second match. All right, is, we're, we're going to take our break also, later. All right. <laughs> actually, I can take our break now. Go I'd on. like to take our break. Now. You want to take it? You want to uh, take it now? I could I could pee. Yeah, I could pee. Um, we could all. Yeah, so we got three matches tonight. So we don't know. We didn't. It's not as uh, you know. Uh, we have dry. fucking done matches before, which is insane considering the three matches was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, one beer, Bucky. Three match wrestling is gross. Ah. Um, we will uh, sojourn, Connor. I know what time is it there, Connor? Five a.m. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Little Kazu. Yeah. What's he got, Bucky? What's that? What's he got, Bucky? What's little Kazu got? Tell me. Uh no. like AIDS or something? What's <laughs> yeah, he's got polio. <laughs> he's got them long boys full of fucking Oh yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> fucking testicular cancer. I I've seen so little of what what is long boys? I don't even know what that's a reference to. I see that. I've seen that a bunch. It's, it's, the, it's, the, pant, it's, the, pant, it's the pants. It's the pants that he wore for like a year. Okay. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I... because his knees were fucked up and then somehow like he got fucking platelets into his knees. Right. Like they sounded like Germany or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had... He saw a fucking Russian backroom doctor. Uh, yeah. I... I had, fucking Chuck who said... Who made the the Longboys tweet? That son of a bitch. No, it was Trent. It was Trent. 
That other son same, of a bitch. Same thing. Same fucking, yeah, same fucking <laughs> idiot. Same fucking dipshit. Yeah. Um, I, I welcome don't think back to Wrestling is Gross. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. I don't know where we cut that in, but we'll do it. Um, I, I elected to not pour a complete drink. I, I got the ice up to here, and I poured the vodka just slightly to the top of the ice, um, as opposed to going well well above it. Um, yeah. Well, you bit my decision? Your incision? My decision. Oh, I thought you your incision. <laughs> let's, first of all, let's talk about your incision. How's it healing? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about uh, your decision, Connor. My decision was to have a bowl of Sultana Bren Flakes. I don't know what the fuck that is. Bren? <laughs> you never read this deal before? It's morning there. It's bizarre. Yeah, Bren Flakes. Yeah, it's a brown. cereal? At first I thought you said brown flakes, and I thought, like, <laughs> that was, like, Vegemite cereal or some bullshit. Like, Marmite cereal, I guess, in in the UK. Some, How, why do people eat that? For you no, right no. Here. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the FMW 5th anniversary, 1994. Okay. I believe the date would be, in fact, May 5th. Don't quote yeah, it's me on that's right, May 5th, May 5th, 1994. <laughs> and Got it. we have it. the first uh, ever, I believe, exploding cage match. No rope, barbed wire exploding cage match. Literally no ropes. Yes, yeah. featuring who else but Atsushi Onita versus the motherfucking god, Jinichiro Tenryu. Uh, Connor, do you have like a fun way to say his name like Chris Zellner does? That's alright, you don't have to do <laughs> <laughs> wrinkly old balls. What? Wrinkly old balls. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah, alright, there you go. Nailed it. That's the, that's the perfect Zellner. Uh, yeah, so pre-match, we got some footage. <laughs> uh, pre-match, we got some footage of Onita and Goto versus Tinryu. And is it, it, you, you told me, I, I asked you, uh, Siobhan, this is a Shirahara? Yeah, it's a Shirahara. Um, which I, I haven't written Ashura? down. That's just as Tinryu and some war dude. Uh, and some just, lumpy motherfucker, yeah. Just a fucking absolute, like, chaotic war match. Just really great from the looks of it. Which saw Onita pin Tinryu clean after, like, three Thunderfire power bombs and a couple of backdrops. So, going into this, you know that Onita has the capability to pin Tenryu, which is a big fucking deal in 94, obviously. Who can pin Tenryu besides, like, Choshu or Hashimoto, you know? Um, and, yeah, so I, I, I don't think I have ever seen this match before I watched it today. And I haven't seen a Tenryu match in probably a couple of years. I know... Connor, you're always on your All Japan shit, and you probably have watched some like early yeah, 90s but war. No, I, I'm, I'm in the mid-90s. I'm okay, not, so you're well past. Played. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not well past that. I've not started it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tenryu's music, just, it sounds real good after not hearing it for a while. Um, and Siobhan, you might know, do you know where, like, where that came from, where his music came from? Because in my head, it's sort of similar. Uh, the Tenryu music is kind of reminiscent of Hideki Suzuki's Billy Robinson theme, which is, I believe the guy's name is Carl Franklin. He was like a blues, like, funk guy from the 70s. It is a Japanese song that I cannot think of his goddamn name. Connor, can you? Masayoshi Takanaka. There you go. <laughs> Fuck. And, Great. yeah, and it's a, like, it's a, it's like a 70s, it wasn't like a pop smash or anything, but sure. it's similar to 
Stan Hansen's theme, which was like a real song that you can go find like people playing on like a variety show. Like sure. it's not just yeah. Like, I, I I believe uh, Thunderstorm wasn't a hit, but I think something else from that album was. Alright, yeah. Thunderstorm yeah. is the name of the, the song? Yes. And it's Taka, I'm sorry. Masayoshi Takanaka. Takanaka, alright. Well, I'm just gonna throw that in here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it after we finish. Um, cool. Great album cover. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, so, I, anyway, Connor, in the Unify. I just unifi- say right quick, uh, Connor, are you, are you into the, uh, the, the Japanese, uh, like recently, it's become sort of a thing on the internet, the Japanese subgenre uh, known as city pop. No, I don't really. No, it's not really good because um, I was actually like while I was uh, doing some uh, calisthenics today, I just had a mix on on YouTube and like uh, uh, one of the videos was a city pop playlist. Okay. And city pop, you know, it's it's just like fucking, uh, you know, eighties J pop as created by fools. So <laughs> as in like. Look, I was watch- I was watching this video because I had visuals on it, just like to see like what 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 the deal was, what's the on the up and up, and like look, you may not care about this, but I do. It came up as part one on the bottom, and on the on the top it had katakana, and what well, should say is pato one, but it said hato one. Go. It didn't have it didn't have a dot that signifies it's pa, not ha. Jesus Christ! This, I'm sorry I la- asked. <laughs> So, in the unified theory of Onita anniversary main events, this is Onita versus a contemporary. Okay. Now, Tenryu debuted after him, of course, but is older, because, of course, Tenryu was a pro sumo. Yeah, um, well, but, uh, give it a little context for, for people who may not know. Of course, of course. So, both are graduates of the All Japan uh, Professional Wrestling Dojo, uh, students under... Um, Giant Baba, of course. Uh, Anita was the second graduate, of course. Him and uh, Masanobu Fuchi were the first two. Okay. Um, uh, Tenryu debuted in 76, so he would have been around... He would have been one of the... Uh, like, around, like in the top, in the first ten, still. Like, okay. um, Har- Haru Sonoda and a few others before him, but in between two. So, but they are contemporaries. Um, you, and... Paths diverged like, in a great way, though. Yes, uh, but this is the thing: is that despite their saw, like Tenryu has a ma- has a big size advantage, a couple inches, a lot of weight. But this is a neatest. This is his environment. So this is not Onita sort of fighting like from beneath as he would with Terry Funk like no matter the circumstances in Onita's head he would always have to fight from underneath against Terry Funk with Tenryu while he can't overpower him or anything he can fight on his level and he has Tenryu in his environment and that's sort of the way this goes Tenryu takes advantage of his size and he gives him some fucking Tenryu kicks you know laces right the face I mean even on the lockup which is fucking insane because um, the lockup like he busts open Onita Hardway from an old cut. Like, Onita is bleeding for yeah. 10 seconds. Again, Onita bu- bandage on the forehead as usual. Um, in, a, in a slightly different spot, but still bandage. Yes. Uh, and yeah, you can see, quickly. and you can see, and you can see, like, it running down his cheek. But, 
like Onita, I mean, he'll come back and he starts throwing the boots. Like he's 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 putting the boots back to Tenryu, laces up those, yeah. and just those sit like those are truly sickening dead fud kicks because they're not hit that hard. But Tenryu doesn't fucking mince around. He's not fucking. He's not playing. He just. He just f- puts the foot right to your face. Well, yeah, no, that's it's the deal. Is is I, and I have that. It's my first. It's actually my first note after the where I talked about Tenryu's music. Um, no, uh, Onita isn't necessarily known for his hard striking. You know, he's got good punches, good headbutts, good toe kicks, but he's not known for that. That's definitely not his fucking deal. Uh, but he really steps it up in there with Tenryu. Um, and then Tenryu, yeah, of course, peppers like peppers him with fucking dirty kicks to the jaw, answers back with chops. And we. Yeah, it's all beautiful. Yeah, it's. It, Tenryu The is, Tenryu jab, the, yep. the greatest punch in Japanese wrestling history. I mean, sure, you're just saying because it's not that many, but that is the. If you don't count the, the like, the, 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 uh, Terry Funk straight right as a, as a, a pure Japanese strike, which you shouldn't, but you could. Um, yeah, Tenryu's short jab is the fucking thing. Um, and yeah, we get our first explosion spot pretty early on into this, which is sort of a thing with matches like this, where you want to establish early on what the stakes are, you know, what, what, what is the worst case scenario for a person here? Uh, here's your explosion sent back first into the exploding cage. Um, and it's so, by a lariat, isn't it? Yeah, it was a, yeah, he lariats him into it, um, which becomes Tenryu's undoing a little later on in a similar spot. Um, and at first glance, I thought the ring seemed really big, but I realized at that point that the reason for that is they literally remove the ropes. There are no ropes. It's just posts with barbed wire cage with explosives set up um, in, in lieu of the ropes. Um, and yeah, then Tenryu beats Onita's ass for a good long while. And just really gives it to him, and I and I, I wonder, you know, I wondered at this point, is there, is there some sort of bad blood? Tenryu obviously left all Japan himself a bit later on, as the you know Masawa came up to be the guy. I don't know the politics around that time, but obviously it's pretty well known that Tenryu left and formed, you know, SWS or whatever, and and. But, but well before that, Onita left and kicked around in the fucking indies for a while, found his own sort of uh, identity in in this sort of thing, or in a prototypical version of this kind of match. And I, I, I was wondering, is there some sort of like animosity, some sort of jealousy or resentment uh, for, you know, Tenryu towards Onita for understanding he needs to get out of the shadow of Baba and Jumbo earlier that you've plateaued in all Japan and that you need to, if you want to fully blossom, you need to go and do your own thing, find your own identity. And I, I thought there might be something there and I don't know if that's me reaching or if that's something that was actually there. I, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. I thought that Tenryu hates him because he was another person who was <laughs> existing in front of him. Yes. Um, that, well, at this point, <laughs> actually had a, they did have a good relationship that would sour because Tenryu would claim that he was not paid, which that's not fucking surprising. <laughs> uh, sure. He, yeah. 
<laughs> and that'll lead to, uh, in our third match, that'll lead to some politics there. Okay. But, I don't know anything about uh, that. I'm looking forward to well, hearing about that. Well, in a I'll explain while. it. I'll, I'll explain oh, then, yeah. Clarissa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a fucking, this is a, like, now, neither of these guys is exactly a moves guy. Um, as great as Tenure's offense is, like, on impact, it's not, it's just that he just fucks people up. It's, he has the big, I mean, he, it's that he's a gigantic man hitting you in the head if it ends a Gary. It's not that, yeah. it's, it's not, like, he's not, like, doing some capoeira bullshit. Like, no. Yeah. He has, I mean, his folding powerbomb, you know, classic move, but sure. it's not a big impact move. It's just a, this big motherfucker is on your ass. It's, and it's a way to land a guy and then get leverage on him to make a pin. But It looks like shit. That's why we love it. I, I, you know, it sometimes looks like shit. And he does plenty of them in this match and with varying degrees of uh, uh, executed. Uh, like, it just, there, there's a prowess to certain power bombs that is lacking in Tenryu's style. But, you know, after getting exploded <laughs> you know run after running into the cage uh, on a missed lariat as you foreshadowed yeah yeah and so, i mean which is fucking insane i mean that, jesus christ they they all right so before that they do tease um so tenry is kicking his ass um Onita has had some good shots in here and there but Tinryu just is kicking him in the forehead while he's on the ground um and then Onita somehow manages to get the upper hand and just grabs a headlock. And we'll see this in the Hayabusa match as well. Two different times, Tenryu tries to whip him off uh, into the cage, and Onita just drops to the mat in the headlock, bringing Tenryu down with him. Um, and this is a bit of an odd match. So you, you consider, and I guess this counts for all of these matches, but this is the one where it was really like, there's no ropes. There's no... You know, there's no sending a man in. There's no chance for like the 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 classic setup. You toss a man into the ropes. He bounces off. You hit him with a strike, or he ducks, comes back with his own strike. Um, it's and it's not worked like a classic Tenryu match. It's not chaotic enough for that. It's not the same kind of chaos you'd see in a classic Onita main event either. Um, but they they work a really and we talked about this with Parat and Kampf and last week with Valentine, uh, Tito, it's a, it's a, there's a closeness to these two where they are constantly within a foot or two of each other. And it's not just because they're dogpiling each other. It's because they have to be, if you stray too far away, you might explode. Yes. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, so on the power bomb note, they do have kind of similar power bomb styles, right? Yeah. The, the the thunder fire power bomb um, and and the classic Tenryu power bomb except for the fact that Onita likes to drop to one knee usually with his thunder fire bomb. Um, I did classic fire pro animation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fucking great. Uh, in in one of the SmackDown games, it was like the best. Where you oh, we're gonna talk about uh, motion capture animation now, but he uh, he he whips him down. He lands flat on the back, but then he sort of just rolls him into a pin. It's just yeah, a yeah. really good way to do a power bomb. Um, and Onita's, I think, does look better than Tenryu's by and large, but they're similar in sort of the way where they grab around the waist, the, the way they arc them up. Um, a power bomb's a weird move because when you when you power bomb someone, or when you're getting power bombed, you are supposed to um, 
as your as your feet reach the apex and and go fully straight up in the air. Uh, this is at least how I was taught. You're supposed to do like a stomach crunch or like a sit up so that yeah. your momentum goes up so you can reach the highest possible point before you get slammed down. And neither of them really have power bombs that look like that. <laughs> they look like they're just yanking motherfuckers up. And it's uncooperative and you know, dangerous. It's great. <laughs> yes, and... The other of the uh, three main All Japan graduates of that of the Baba era, Kawada, sure. similar power bomb sure. as well. Like where it's just like it's not that it's like I mean you get you can get like damaged on it for sure, but it's about like a fuck you. It's a like I'm gonna pin your ass on this. Sure. It's not like yes, it's all sort of it's very. It's ugly looking. It's grimy, which is good. Which and is it, and good. if you yeah. don't crunch yeah. that yeah. stomach and pull yourself up, then you then that's how the fucking what Gonzo bomb or whatever happened, right? Just yeah. uncooperativeness is why that even happened. It's great. Kamado is basically a, like pequeño tenu, isn't he? Yeah, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, especially like before he found his own. Like like free like ninety three Kawada is very much a guy who is just. Completely influenced by Tenryu. I've seen I've seen him do the fucking like Tenryu elbow drop so many goddamn times. Sure, I swear. <laughs> I'd say Kawada, Kawada I think is the greatest all time seller, um, and Tenryu has difficulty with that sometimes just because he's a little selfish. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that's where they sort of diverge. I think that's where I think that's why Kawada is the all time fucking goat, and Tenryu is just like top twenty five. <laughs> Uh, because of what they were, uh, what they gave to their opponents. But yeah, uh, conversation for another time for sure. Uh, Onita rolls Tinry, or Tinry grabs like a, an abdominal stretch. Onita rolls him off, and then Onita just catches him in the back of the head with a toe on like just a mean enziguri. Hits a few chops. He's clearly getting sick of this motherfucker. Charges in for that lariat, and Onita moves, and Tinryu goes into the exploding cage, face and shoulder first. I uh, this is, this is good because see before this I sort of thought man I could imagine that ten you like his politics that thought that he doesn't have to do a cage bump because he doesn't think he'd feel take like a single it. one. I didn't think he'd take a single one. Yeah, but he does. So that's the that's the source of tension like resolved. Had you seen this, this before, Connor? No, uh, Savan, have you seen this? Yeah. Okay, so you knew. I had not seen this, and yes, so there is the Choshu exploding. Uh, barbed wire ropes match um, <laughs> from the Tokyo Dome in like 99 or whatever where uh, where Choshu doesn't take any I don't think he takes any actual bumps but he does just bounce off of the exploding ropes and hit a lariat is that right? <laughs> yeah. And that that is that is literally more big dick in it than any sort of like not taking a bump into the ropes is one thing voluntarily bouncing off of the, the exploding ropes is like even more like, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to look strong and you're going to look weak. Um, I was, yeah, I was surprised that Tenryu fully went face first too. He risked perming. I mean, God, all the fucking gel in the perm too, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he could have gone up like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, 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 fucking, I can't, what the 
comedian. Good lord, he's Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah, freebasing yeah. in his bed. Um, he's from the <laughs> town that I live in. Weird. Uh, I couldn't think of his name. Uh, yeah, he so. <laughs> Yeah, imagine if just Tenny just like uh, stood up and like his hair was on fire. It's like, what? What's wrong? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Daniel Stern and fucking Home Alone. Uh, no, it was the other guy. It was Joe Pesci. Um, <laughs> either guy in Home Alone. Let's just replace him with Tenryu. Uh, Tenryu and Kawada try to break into a kid's house. Um, so Onita <laughs> follow, follows this. Joe Pesci, <laughs> the working man's Robert Blake for sure, uh, and also uh, Hollywood's uh, Toshiaki Kawada. Um, Straight down to the teeth, right? Um, he he follows this with the backdrop DDT and Thunder Firebomb, which I'll get to. Um, and then he locks in like a really like technically poor sleeper hold that just looks like a legit um, like trying to kill a motherfucker for him across the esophagus kind of choke. Um, and I just at this point it feels very desperate. It feels like Onita is just trying to do whatever he can. Like, he started... Like you said, Siobhan, he started the match on equal footing, but he's clearly, like, out... He's in his element, but he's he's punching above his weight, right? Yeah. yeah. He, I had never got the impression that he was going to win this match mm-hmm. at all. No. <laughs> there is there's one great near fall that happens later on, on Onita's side. Um, the third explosion sees Onita go, uh, face and hands first. Um, and at this point I realized that these are like bigger, louder explosions. Maybe that's just the audio mix was better. Um, but they're louder and more like visually spectacular, I think, than the ones we saw in the Terry Funk match. But they feel a little safer. They feel like less close and uh, like immediately terrifying. Did anybody get the sense from these explosions that they were less possible, like less likely to like mortally wound somebody. Uh, I perhaps, I also think like the combination of the cage versus like just the bear, like, I don't know how much of that can possibly stop you, but I think, I I think it's sort of, you you run into the cage, like no matter what, you have like a secondary sense of like, Oh shit. Like I got to stay away. I would stay away from the cage and I should stay from the barbed wire. Sure. As it's sort of hard to explain. Well, so I'm, no, sure, no. The, I'm sure the acoustics change stuff too. No. Okay, yeah, I, I I think they probably figured out how to set things up probably better too. Yes, um, I think that's a uh, that same spot. Not to harken back to the first match we discussed, but that spot where Onita goes through the barbed wire ropes and to the floor. There's something about him not stopping. Where you know where like if he hits the cage, it's going to stop him. He's not going through that cage. He went through those ropes in a way that the explosion happened not just behind him but around him. You know, as he fell through those ropes, and so I think there's just a there's no element of danger that that couldn't be reached with within the confines of this within the confines of the steel cage fucking speaking in michael cole terms now um (laughs) yeah uh so yeah onita kicks out of multiple power bombs uh gets sent into the cage again uh the smoke clears you see him gasping for air uh tinryu charges at him gives him a big lariat and then onita rolls him up for a small package and this is the one i bid on i bid on this near fall yeah just as hard as Kawasaki Stadium did. I was, I thought, oh, oh, what a good finish this would be. And then he kicked out of two, obviously, so fuck ever. But 
I thought that when you see when you see when he was getting like two counts and like he was you know like going like oh was that really two? Like he looked he looked so like uh, non plussed that it just looked like he was ordering like two whiskeys. Yeah, he was done. He's in firm control at this point. Onita kicks out of a third fucking power bomb. Two more enziguris and a fourth power bomb, or maybe five total. I have written down because I think he hit him with one real early on. Uh, that I think the fifth power bomb finally keeps Onita down for the three. And uh, how do you kick out of that many power bombs and explosions? I don't know. Kawasaki Stadium, baby. Um, just it's it's shocking. Um, this match is weird. It's worked slowly. And again, it's a fairly long match. It's, I believe, like around twenty. It's, it's all, like twenty three, uh, twenty two minutes, I think. Yeah, it's almost twenty three minutes, something like that. And there's also it lacks of our other two matches the uh, time bomb element. Sure, it, it there's no yeah, yeah. That's that's but a big part of it. That 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 graphic on the screen that that reminds you how long it is. Um, you have like you have to assume this has to end sometime. Right, but this one doesn't have that like visual element of okay, well, this is everything's gonna be apocalyptic in just a moment, and they're gonna have to end this. Yeah, can you imagine trying to be like one of Onita's uh, young boys? You know, like you're like uh, you know the guy who's the in between between him and Tenyu. You're trying to convince Tenyu to come work the show, and like after like fucking weeks of trying to go, please Tenyu son, please take a bump into the cage. <laughs> And then you have to, like, go, also, would you mind doing a time bomb? Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have to imagine they, like, they, they, because the time bomb happened in 93 and 95, but there's no time bomb match here. There's no time bomb element to this match here. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, Ashurahara was like, hey, Onita sat there and let me stomp him in the face for 10 minutes. You should sell for him. And he was like, all right, I'll sell, but I'm not doing a time bomb. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so Anita's boys, like, douse him in water as Tenryu leaves, and Tenryu doesn't look, so, like, so much triumphant in his victory as just, like, I had a job to do, and I did it, I'm gonna clock out, I'm gonna change out of my fucking work boots into my sneakers, and I'm gonna go get a, I'm gonna go get dinner at someplace casual, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he blew up a little while ago, <laughs> he, he did explode, <laughs> Tenryu is the ultimate, he is the professional, you know, he, uh... For sure, <laughs> yeah, does, Leon Tenryu. Um, I, I thought this match fucking kicked ass. Oh, it did. It's, it's, it's so weird, though, it's very weird. Yeah. But it's very, it's in, it, but it has that, and these are the two, I don't know, I mean, Tenryu is just, just, he has that silent, just that, but he's a, he's a crazy motherfucker at the same time. Like he's clearly there's like a madness inside him that is so internalized. Yeah, that psychotic stoicism. Mm. And he's, he's now a we're going figure. to uh, Con- we're good. We're good on this one. Yeah. <laughs> he cries. <laughs> he cr- uh, Onita cries after he cries backstage. Naturally. All right. <laughs> and now you know the our deal. final <laughs> match of the night: main event time. Main event time. Yeah. There you it go. will. It is May fifth, nineteen ninety-five, the sixth anniversary of, of for FMW, <laughs> and it is the first appearance on this show of Hayabusa. 
of course, yeah. against Onita in Onita's retirement match. Sure, if you say so. What? Is, you this Onita's, is this Onita's first retirement match? Yeah, I believe it is. Hey. Cool, forever, think, forever. Yeah, well, and this is uh, Hayabusa's <coughs> return after... Now, this the politics of this match are fucking stupid as hell. Yeah, let's hear um, it, because I don't know anything about this. Okay, so Onita, he was going to retire, and he was going to make Tarzan Goto, the ace of FMFW. The problem is that Tarzan Goto um, was a heel, and he kept turning him and kept fucking around with him, and Tarzan Probably Goto was like... broken down at this point, right? Goto's gotta be fucked at this point. Yeah, this is not, like, a lot of lo- a time left uh, with Goto at his peak. Um, like, two years, maybe, before... And then you get, like, the Tenryu feud in War, Dying Days okay. War, which is a great feud, but Goto clearly looks like he's, like, like... Last pissed, legs. Like, pit- yeah, he's I've pissing seen, I think blood. I've seen one of those matches, and yeah. Uh, 96-97 Goto is a sight, for sure. Um, then it was going to be... Another war, uh, ex-war guy, Takashi Ishikawa, which is fucking bizarre. Okay. Who was going to be in, and... That makes my joke from earlier make even more sense. I didn't realize. Yes, I I love Takashi Ishikawa. That would have been a fucking weird match. But Mm -hmm. at the press conference a week before, Hayabusa, Aiji Azaki, comes and interrupts and says, I want this match. I fucking want this match. And you need a big dick and says, your fucking style isn't shit. You're like, you went to Mexico and you did your lucha libre. That's nice. You can't, you're not a deathmatch guy. I don't think you can do it. And he says, give me the chance. Give me the chance. He says, fine. But, and boy, Hayabusa. And this is now, this is Onita versus student. And this, Onita works his match like he is in control. And all, for all the politics, this seems like the most prepared match easily. This seems like a practice match, especially early, uh, which is cool. I mean, I, I like the way, I like the way, it, Onita looks fucking good. These are some yeah. nice technical exchanges. No, and Onita is very like stri- a fucking boss. Like, a, he is truly the fucking mafia boss here. That's, it's a, it's weird after the, the first two matches to watch him in this role. For sure, and I think your your story there, your narrative running through the three of these makes a lot of sense, where if this is his, like, hill that he's going to die on, win or lose, um, it's sort of the evolution of him as uh, he's become the the version of himself that we, he would have hated the most at the beginning, right? Yes, this is, and this is like, I mean, he, he's Onita, he's still like... You know, he's always going to be the sort of prima donna ish looking guy. He's always going to have that sort of look of like I'm ha- like you know half in the fucking grave from all the like, all the work and all and like the five packs of cigarettes he smoked that day and the twenty five cups of coffee. Yeah, well, he pictures himself uh, a fucking um, what's the guy the guy from Rebel Without a Cause? I'm sorry, this is uh, James Dean. James Dean, like he is, he thinks he is. And he is a great, I think Onita's arguably the greatest actor in the history of wrestling. But he, like, he thinks he is De Niro, you know? He thinks he's Brando. Um, he he has this sort of overblown sense of dramatic self-importance. And it, it comes through in all three of these matches, clearly. 25 cups of coffee, 19 of which were thrown at Ghetto. <laughs> Uh, I'd love to burn that motherfucker. Um, 
So yeah, to start, we get a cool shot of, before the entrances ever happen, the crew carrying like one side of the cage out, which takes about six people to carry. Um, We also get a cool shot of the camera ascending the stairs into the cage as they're assembling it. And I thought about how people always talk about like the hour-long cage of death setup that would always yes. like kill the CZW crowd before the main event. But this crowd, this Kawasaki Stadium crowd, doesn't seem to mind at all. In fact, when the lights go down and the the ring in the cage is shrouded in blue light, that mm. like the the oh that happens yeah. there tells me they've just gotten more and more hyped up throughout the setup. They are ready for for this big thing. It's it's kind of a it kind of shows you the difference between a flyer skate zone and a Kawasaki Stadium crowd, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, Onita's yeah, shown but... writing something on a chalkboard. It's Jedi Cycle, which means the last evil. I fucking I, said, I knew it's... you would. I knew you would have it. Uh, say yeah. it again. What is it? I didn't. I, yeah. I here's the thing. You said it just now, and I was thinking, I fucking knew he'd have it. I knew he'd have it. <laughs> and then you were done saying it, and I didn't hear a fucking word of it. So please say it again. I will listen this time. Shado, which means evil ways or demon, and Saigo, which is last. So it's, an, it's, it's, it's his last outing as an evil dude. All right, whatever. <laughs> he is. I, I heard you say it. I, I just, I still. Okay. Uh, I understand. I understand. Japanese people are fucking wild. Um, (laughs) kill or be killed Um, Uh, I I guess yeah Uh, I I probably haven't seen a Hayabusa match in like 10 years or like maybe 8 I don't know Um, he's a guy I love he made me me sad in the pre-match because like in the interview he says something about like uh, did you see the interview that he did Uh, yeah but I don't I don't know Japanese like you do Connor (laughs) Well, as in, like, I, I, heard, I heard him say something about, like, how he hopes that, like, uh, Onita retiring will, like, mean a new start for the rest of them. And I just felt so fucking sad for him. Well, no, no, that's <laughs> fair, though, because Hayabusa's, like, level of stardom did go up, like, dramatically over the following years, even though Onita came back quickly. Like, this is... What had Hayabusa done before this? He was in the fucking J-Cup, and he worked some fucking... He worked some random main events in FMW or whatever, but, like, Hayabusa became... So here's the thing about Hayabusa. Hayabusa hadn't appeared in four or five, like, I think since um, November 94 for FMW, uh, for yeah. a combination of just the fact that he was always fucking getting hurt and just, like, you know, building him up and sort of figuring out, like, what he was going to do. I yeah, believe he, he wasn't was going a star. To face, uh, he wasn't a fucking star. He was going to face uh, Gladiator, Mike Awesome, in the undercard for this, and then they changed that. I forget exactly who... He ends up, who that who ends up taking his place there, but it was like he was booked and he was going to have like a return. But it's like we see people have return matches all the fucking time, and sure. it's like not the main event of the. It's not the no retirement road. match of the promoter. Yeah, uh. and the main event in the fucking baseball stadium the, in the no rope barbed wire exploding cage Wait, time I got it, bomb. I got, it, I got it. It's the exploding ring barbed wire steel cage match for the FMW brass. It doesn't even say time... Uh, Wikipedia. 58,250 people, it says. Um, which is an insane number. Who knows if that's actually the amount of people that were here, but 58,000. I believe that that is exactly the amount of tickets that were forced to be bought <laughs> at gunpoint. Yeah, that's some Hoosier dumb shit. Do you think the Indiana Mafia sold 
uh, force people to buy tickets to WrestleMania eight? Probably. Um, but yeah, no Hayabusa. Uh, the in- right, yeah. break Drake Younger's dad's kneecaps. The North Dixie <laughs> Mafia. Um, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Hayabusa. All right, so he's a guy that I loved as a kid, and obviously, uh, Siobhan, you're 27. Yeah. Okay, so you're probably you might not be in the same window as me for this kind of thing, but you're probably right there on the cusp. For me, I'm 30 years old. He's a guy I loved as a kid. Obviously, he's like, and we're not going to talk about hold you or Connor because let's just not. Um, he, it's depressing. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hayabusa is a guy I loved as a kid. He's like one of the first Japanese pro wrestlers that people my age ever saw. Thanks to like those FMW pay-per-views that would like 99, 2000, you could buy FMW pay-per-views on American like cables, uh, systems. Uh, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the, 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 on those FNW American pay-per-views with our subtitles. Uh, yeah, for some promos, yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, yeah cause I, I saw, saw some like Kudo yeah, yeah. and Toyota, um, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about some other time. Um, the, they were VHS tapes that you could buy from Suncoast Video that were, what was it, the Tokyo Pop or something was the company? Yeah. Is that right? Um, and then uh, more than that, though, early file sharing. Um, Soul Seek and mm-hmm. and Kazaa and you know uh, fucking different iterations of Napster and things like that, where you could it, download horrible fucking sixty sixty meg MPEGs that would take you a week <laughs> to download and it would be mislabeled. It would say um, you know Hayabusa versus Sabu and it would just be like some like random backyard wrestling or whatever. And you'd be like, Oh, this guy kicks ass. This, this is Sabu. And it would be like M dog 20 versus Josh. Prohibition. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, like that was the thing is like, I saw plenty of Hayabusa when I was 11 because of VHS tapes at Suncoast video and shitty fuck like, like 144 P fucking the least, like you think about pixels like how low can you count? Because this was some real bad footage. I saw a lot of Hayabusa in really poor, <laughs> poor video quality. Um, and he was he was the fucking guy, you know. He he was, and then he like he got paralyzed. And I I remember when that happened. I remember the thread on Death Valley Driver about that in like two thousand two thousand or two thousand one. I'm not 2001. sure. Yeah, I remember the thread about that. And people, uh, I remember like the cynicism in that thread where people were like, oh, it's it's bound to happen. He just, you know, he he was asking Uh, for it. Like that, that stuff existed even then, um, with your, you know, I don't even know who was Rev Ray or fucking whoever the fuck was posting on Death Valley Driver back in those days. Like, and I just remember like thinking, man, this is uh, horrifying. This guy's such an incredible talent. And that's the thing yeah. is I don't actually know because I haven't seen enough of him as an adult to truly evaluate him. So he might suck ass for all I know. Is Hayabusa good? Hayabusa is like uh, he's not like the smoothest guy as far as flying don't goes. Don't give a fuck I about think, that. That's never been a thing I, for this show. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I think it works to his benefit, honestly. Yeah. Uh, plus he has like just like a really good presence even as far as like 
both as like the mysterious mask guy who goes like who spreads his arms and makes him go whoa, but also as like Eiji uh, Izaki himself because he looks like a friend, and I like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah, he he has a he. I mean, the Sabu comparisons are so lazy to make, but at the same time, it's like no, but that, that is yeah, true. But it's like he has he has Japanese Sabu in the way that a Japanese Sabu. I mean, like, Japanese Sabu is Masao Urahara, like, this fucking psychopath. Sure, but, but he, uh, Urahara is not, sa- like, well-known enough. And I've heard the Sasuke yeah. comparisons as well, but Sasuke is too clean. Yeah. Also, Sasuke, Sasuke got into politics, and Sabu could never get into politics. He's got too much of a paper trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that oppo. Uh, Sabu was canceled so many times. His anyway. Twitter is gone. His at Terry Brunk is gone as... As discussed on the most recent, we don't know evolve. I I was gonna read some some uh, some anti-Semitic Sabu posts live on a podcast, but the, all of his posts are gone. So I guess you know, say la vie, I suppose. What if Sabu was a twink fit for TV? Hayabusa. <laughs> nice. And they put a mask Hayabusa's on him. Yeah. Very yeah. Hayabusa is like a very sincere version of that. He is the He's a good-natured, you know, he yeah. is, uh, he's good, he's, he's, Sabu, if Sabu hadn't spent years on Twitter calling Taz the N-word. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's like, that would never have happened <laughs> if Hayabusa. Yeah. He would have never spent years calling Tetsuro Kuroda the N-word. Yeah, he, he, why Kuroda? <laughs> well, I just, he's just got that, he's just a cool guy. <laughs> Wait, is, is, it, is it because Kuro is the word for black? No, I just oh, I picked him out of. <laughs> I would have. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, it could have said Ganeske or or Tanaka. I just went with Kuroda. Yeah, that seemed right. They're all or, they're all cool and fun. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I all right. So, you know what the thing is, with as well is that the reason Onita hated him is because he fucked more girls than Onita, and Onita was very jealous. Interesting. Do you think he fucked with a mask on? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> It's the equivalent to the- fucking with your Cuban links on. Um, yeah. Do you think he ever tried to put? Uh, you, did he ever have sex in the sharpshooter position? Uh, yeah, the Sasuragatami. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, doubtful, doubtful. Uh, so yeah, this is the first time I think we've seen Onita cry before a match instead of after. Um, and then I also noticed that his forehead bandage has now been in a different spot in all three of his matches. Um, and I, so I know a lot of people will blade like roughly the same area, like every time, you know, cause it's, it's easier. It's just the way it works. Yeah. You blade like sort of the center of the forehead or right above one of the eyes. It's just like what you do. Um, but Onita seems to have like a catalog of scars that he can just choose to open up whenever he feels like, um, yeah. just his whole hairline all the way down to his eyebrows, open season, whatever you want to do. Um, it's very uh, Abdullah the Butcher, except that like Abdullah got that from decades of doing it, yeah, and yeah. Onita has it after uh, six years of doing this deathmatch yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, he bladed before then, but still. Like, sure, he bled in Memphis, but not a ton. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't, it wasn't his thing. Um and we begin with a handshake, which is definitely not something we saw in previous matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And then in a callback to the Tinry match, uh, Onita works headlock early, grounding Hayabusa when necessary to maintain distance from the cage. And at one point, they land about a foot 
or less away from the cage. Uh, it's like, a really good piece that, yeah. Yeah, very like high sense of danger. Um, and then also I've always loved the baseball slide um, that, that people will do to slow themselves so they don't hit you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the wire or the pane of glass or whatever it may be. Um, and Hayabusa has a really cool looking, like cool fucking Kung Fu style, um, slide and pop up, um, to, to avoid the wire. Uh, Onita's is less cool because he basically just falls face first to the mats to stop Um, himself. uh, It's really ungraceful. uh, And his, uh, lack of knees. Yes. Yeah. I guess Uh, that's part of it too. I didn't even consider that. He, he just has to fall that way. Um, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll just push forward chronologically, chronologically where this match goes. Um, I like, oh, uh, the head, I like the headlock that Onita does. Like the, the part of the headlock where like, uh, it's one of the cage explosions where they both go in because yeah. there's a point where Onita's trying to push Hayabusa in, but, uh, Hayabusa ain't budging. And so like, you see like Onita like, I think changes mindset and he just goes, eh, 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 eh. And that suddenly makes him decide to just, like, sacrifice himself to get Hyabus in the cage as well. Yeah, Uh, that's my next note. My next note is, um, so in the first episode of this show, we talked about uh, uh, Kudo versus Ozaki. Is that right, Siobhan? Yes. So the mutually assured destruction that we saw in that, um, where they, they were willing to land in the pit of barbed wire as long as they could pull their opponent in as well. Um, and yeah, Onita tries to escape that first headlock, um, and realizes that he can't push Hayabusa into the cage. So he just decides to run them both into it. And that is horrifying. That is some Onita shit. Um, and this that explosion. That is o- Onita big dick in him. Like, I am the deathmatch king. You're not shit. Like, I told you, you can't do this. I've done this two and- years in a row. You deal with it now. I can, I can take this. Let's see if you can. Um, when they hit the cage, it's like a literal, like, massive flame ignites outside the ring. Um, in comparison to the, uh, the last one where I thought the, the explosion seemed a little less scary, this seems like the biggest, scariest explosion that we've seen in any of these matches because the entire, like, panel of the cage becomes ensconced in smoke and a fucking flash of certain death and it's terrifying um i think these are some of the like this is like the pinnacle of exploding cage shit the visual of this is just really scary i don't know if anybody has any thoughts yeah, on, on that compared hor- to the previous oh, it's ones horrifying it's definitely i mean the 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 sheer fire like the pure like legit fire is yeah, it's insane. a flame it's and- a big fucking flame it's crazy it's not particularly gimmicked at all. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to explain, like how how necessarily you would do this. Ma- and it's, I, but this is like there's there's no fucking around here. Um, yeah, I don't know is- what what is the gimmick here because like I don't I don't really understand the technical side of this. Um, so Hayabusa gets hit, gets thrown into the cage a second time, and his wrist tape becomes entangled in the wire. Um, he, you can see, he just wants to lay down and rest, but he's tied. He's entangled in this 
scalding hot barbed wire, and like I just it, <laughs> I'm sorry, it just yanks off. It's no trouble. <laughs> no, no, he no he 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 takes a glance at that and says, "I just want to lay down." I can't believe I'm stuck to this anyway. I don't think there's any like I, I don't think there's any un like lack of thought um, in that moment where you have to physically remove the article of clothing that is attached to the wire. You think about that. You are like, I'm gonna fall backwards. Oh, I can't. I have to physically pull this away. That's not a natural thing, Connor. I'm not like he he didn't just doing that. He's not just doing that unwittingly. He's not doing it without the, like, willful thought, oh, I have to do this. Because it's not a natural human thing to do. If you're going to fall, you're going to fall. You don't have to... If you're falling backwards, you don't have to think about, oh, I'm falling backwards. Oh, I'm going to get caught on this other thing that I just hit that exploded in my face. He thinks about yeah. it. He has to rip himself free. That's not natural, Connor. <laughs> None it of this might, is natural. It might go easily in this relative sense of the like of something being freed. I mean, it's not like the jaws of life. He's like ripping his arm out of like a guardrail <laughs> or something, like fucking like boilerplate fence. But it's still like, oh, that just exploded. Yeah, this is literally burning tape that is on me right now. This is paper that is on fire. <laughs> it's it's insane. This is a is this worth it to become the new guy moment? Yeah, is this Whether worth it to become the brass not. knuckles champion? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it, so Onita is for real playing the role of Tenryu here. Uh, he stretches Hayabusa with like a number of classic uh, submissions, like you know, Sasuragatami and and half crab and. All the all the stuff you would expect somebody to do to like a young boy, and Onita just really playing the Tenryu, uh, while Hayabusa plays the sort of beleaguered hero. Um, because there's no whoops, all the submissions just sort of end with Onita going, uh, "Fuck this." Yeah, well, I guess this isn't it. So I, I hopefully I have inflicted the damage, um, and then Onita is sent into the cage. Um, which explodes as the three-minute mark is reached on the countdown, as the graphic will show us, and the sirens once again begin to wail, and it's it's just such an unsettling sound. Um, it's you know it's truly like apocalyptic. Like Connor, you mentioned like what did you what did you say earlier about the the sirens on the old uh, sort of PC P public service announcements that we'd get, uh, it'd be like, that's the thing that you'd hear if nuclear war is about to happen and you'd to go find shelter. Yeah. And that's, that's terrifying. And this, this definitely has the feel of, you know, fucking Neo Kawasaki is about to E-X-P-O-O-D-E, right? Like it's fucking, it's going off. Everything is going to end. The entire world is going to end. We better get inside our, um, man-constructed domes and hunker down, and these two guys just got to keep fighting on top of it all. It's it's insane. 
And then, and then Hayabusa decides it's time to work the leg. It is a shin breaker and locks in a figure four. And like, my mm. man, do you hear that sound? The world is about to fucking end, and you're putting on a submission hold that's literally never won a match in the history of wrestling. <laughs> I, I like it because he has he has some thing of like, uh, you know, if you're coming close to like going out to work in time, and you think. Hey, I better, I better, like, why not have a smoothie? You know, why not have a strawberry <laughs> smoothie? I'm gonna make it right now. And I'm half drinking it, like, oh, oh shit, fuck it. I'm just gonna put a smoothie here and go out. Like, he just, like, <laughs> let's go of it halfway through. <laughs> yeah, man. It's good to have a smoothie before work, but sometimes you just gotta get to work, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, f- fuck, Onita just rises up and slaps him in the face a bunch for it. Yeah. yeah, that's the clock telling you to fucking go to work. Onita's pissed. They slap each other for a little while. Onita's pissed. Hits a power bomb that looked more like, kind of more like a Tenryu power bomb than a classic Thunderfire. Hayabusa kicks it too. He hits the DDT. Hayabusa kicks it too. It's just like fucking lay down, man. Get out of there before this bomb goes off and while you're still alive. Then Hayabusa hits a spinning heel kick, goes after Onita with a clothesline. Onita sees the timer, has seconds left. Onita ducks out of the way and tackles the referee, covers him with his own body in classic Onita fashion. I'll die before you will. Hayabusa hits the cage, which explodes naturally because that's what this cage does. And then like a split second after that, the timer reaches zero and the Mm. entire ring goes up, engulfed in a blinding fucking explosion. And it's... It's, you know, we saw it in the Terry Funk match. Huge explosion. Terrifying shit. Smoke fills the fucking skies. And then it's not over. (laughs) And this is inside a fucking cage. And as you will say, like, there's, like, the debris. I mean, this is, is like, a weird match in the sense that there's, like, you can see, like, a fucking shitload of debris all over the place. The cage is, like, like, when the explosions happen and you will see remnants inside the ring that just look like i don't even i mean i would assume they're just like they're fucking blasting caps it's yeah insane well in the cage like, rattles, part of it you that, can see yeah, it that have, and then after the explosion that's just like is that fucking like some sort of extinguisher that's supposed to be sure but the ring is covered in a dust yeah fucking incredible it's that it's, it's nuclear fucking radiation is what's in it's the ring. And, and i mean that can't like, even if they had been that level of explosiveness or whatever like that like like literally that fucking c4 and like the funk match there would have been the lack of cage for it to disperse outward onto like the fucking baseball field yeah this is all just going inward this yeah. is like it, it can't really do that same thing exactly connor had you so, seen like, this had you seen this what? before this match no. No. Okay. So, were you shocked to see this go on in a fucking ring full of ash? Because I was. I had never seen this. No, well, I knew it was going to go on. Fuck uh, that. I thought this was no a pin- non finish. I thought this was a double draw. Well, no. That pinfall didn't happen. Oh, you looked at Cage Match. <laughs> see, that's your problem. No, um, I didn't look at Cage Match. I just knew that it ended in a pin. I was going to end in a pinfall because it's a wrestling match. It's only a retirement match. It's probably going to win. Nah, <laughs> nah, man, that ain't how it always works. This is Japan no, in like the mid '90s. There are plenty of non finishes. No, that's the '80s you're thinking of. Anyway, this is like <laughs> this is like a SmackDown games where like uh, you fall off the hill in the cell like six times, you and your buddy, and then like you're both are like full red, and you just say, "Okay, let's try and finish this match now." 
And um, yeah, and it's, the dust is cool because then it just means that like whenever it's like a count or any bump, it just goes like a, a big cloud of it goes up, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, so when the smoke finally clears, Onita is standing, which I found shocking. He power bombs Hayabusa in the dust. It's the dustiest fucking ring you'll ever see. And then Hayabusa kicks it too. Hayabusa gets a Hurricane Rana again for two. And these motherfuckers are just running near falls in a ring that just fully exploded. Like, what the fuck is this? It's insane that this is a thing. Um, Hayabusa hits his own Thunderfire powerbomb on Onita. Ascends the cage, which is no longer live, I guess, since they've burned through all the explosions by this point. Um, And he fucking goes for a moonsault off the top of the cage, cage. which misses. He fucking smacks in the middle of a dusty ring. Cloud of ash rises around his body. It's just insane. Everything about this, this post-explosion stuff, I was just... I was astonished. I could not believe it. I could not believe it was happening in front of my eyes. Um, I, I thought it was a non-finish. I really did. I thought, I thought these two. I, I feel like that's a good way for for our boy to to end his career, is not with the win, not with the loss, but with two guys dying in a fucking explosion. Oh, uh, well. But here's I don't know. Here's. <laughs> But here's the thing is that, do you think, okay, so, you know, Onita wins in the end. Yeah. Was that the right call? Did that fuck over Hayabusa? I don't think it did. I think that's an insane t- take. He did a fucking moonsault off, and off the cage that just exploded after he'd run into yeah. an exploding fucking cage. I mean, maybe, uh, like, I don't three know. Three power how, how bombs. The hell, Finally, three more power bombs put him away. How the hell was he supposed to, like, like, what, people were gonna be, first the people were gonna be pissed at him if he fucking went over on Onita in his sure. last match ever. They didn't know that Onita was going to unretire 700 times. Within a they year, right? That. He just, I mean, he was, basically, yeah. I mean, he was back at fucking FMW within a year, at least. Okay. Cause he's famously yeah. in the, in the match we did not end up covering, but he is famously, right. and, yep. and like, part of, yep. Like in the audience for uh, Kudo Combat, and it's like I mean he was fucking back. He was like not wrestling, but it was like, and then he was back, and then he came, and then he re- unretired a million more times. He unretired <laughs> last fucking year. Yeah, he's a volunteer <laughs> he just, wrestler. He get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, well, and yes. also he he worked Joey Janela into paying him so he could cross the ocean. <laughs> That's America. It's different. Yeah, it's different, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, he got a letter from the different boy, Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. Hogan would get those letters from little Hulkamaniacs. You know, I actually was thinking about it during this match, as in, like, for Onita's first unretirement, he had to, like, get convinced by Mr. Pogo. Compare that to his last unretirement, where he had to get a letter from Hasegawa. <laughs> <laughs> It's all the same to him, man. It's all the same. Buddy, it's like, you, do you want to come back and work a team? It's like, you know, if the children want that. Yeah, it's the all children, about the children, yeah. All of the children who go to A-team shows to see Gajo, of course. Uh, Gajo. <laughs> I've still never know. seen Gajo. I've just heard about him. Nobody's booking Gajo. They need to be booking Gajo. I hear he's Gajo's- good. Hasegawa <laughs> uh, and his associates had to get their shoes dirty in the fields to find Onita, now a humble farmer who was just saving his crops. And he was like, oh, this pro wrestling thing? I don't know about that. 
But I don't know. If the children want to, I guess I'll do a pale driver for a table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, those pictures of him farming are incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. So fucking uh, Onita embraces Hayabusa on the mat afterwards, pours water on him, um, and they remove Hayabusa's mask so he can breathe. Um, and so we're left with just two men, you know, if there's not like larger than life figures, not that this is like two legends of the ring, but these are, these are disheveled, broken men. You know, they are like, man wasn't meant to go to war. Man wasn't meant to like go to space or cross the oceans even. Uh, man was not meant to wrestle in an exploding cage match. Definitely God, not. Sure. Definitely not. And Hayabusa is taken away on a stretcher as the crowd chants Aizaki. They chant his real fucking name, which is really cool. Um, the crowd shoots on Hayabusa. Yeah, yeah the crowd. Yeah. Good. I, I have a, a hot take. Nice. I think this may, I think this might, might have made him a star. Yeah. I don't think that this didn't make him a star. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Like, no, no, he, this this worked. He did a moonsault off of the cage that had exploded. They knew his you name, know, which is really... I don't... I mean, I know he worked as Eiji Ozaki, like, before, you know, before he took the mask or whatever, but, like, the fact that they know him... I mean, what... 52,000 people are chanting it, and they're like, they're, they're like, no, that's... I'm sorry, like, 50, I respect... 58,250. 58, yeah, you, know you know what makes me of? You know what makes me of? It's when, like, uh... Mitawa was taking a mask for... Yeah, remove his... I was her, just about her, to say her, that. Yeah, for forever long, right? Yeah, and like uh, you know, they, like the only one was Tiger Mask too. I'm sure legions of fans came into all Japan when he was only knowing him as that. Young Mask, and he was like, "Whoa, Mitawa!" Yeah, uh. when yeah, when, <laughs> when Tiger Mask two unmasks in the middle of a fucking mid card match on a mid tour show, and people chant his real name. It's yeah, it's he was made a star that night. I mean, more so, you know, more so three weeks later when they put him over Jumbo in a singles match or whatever. But yeah, very similar, very similar to Azaki just getting his real name chanted, which is so fucking cool and weird. Um, and yeah, Onita spits water into the crowd and then pours a bucket of water onto a bunch of fans <laughs> and onto the brass knuckles championship. Um, and yeah, at this point, I'm waiting for him to just collapse in the entryway like he's done on, on the previous two matches, and he does, of course, um, as a woman screams, Onita son. And then once he gets backstage, he stands over just the broken uh, Ijiazaki and just yells at him <laughs> for a little yeah. while. What did yeah. he say, Connor? Did you catch any of it? No. No, that's all right. Um, and then, yeah, Hayabusa's loaded into an ambulance. He um, cries. He cries. And yes, there's a moment in the... Yes. Onita cries. Um, no, no, Aizaki cries too. Yeah, they, everybody, I was crying. We're all crying. There's a moment in the post-match like, press conference where Onita puts his head down on the table and then he raises it up and looks directly in the camera. Um, and this is going to be the second time we've referenced this this film and this actor and this in this uh, podcast here, but he looks like some real Robert Blake in In Cold Blood shit. Um, just the look on the look on Onita's face is real. And I said before, this is some real fucking De Niro, just sadness and just broken, uh, like shell of masculinity. 
like the guy who tried to be the fucking hero of the world you know he won but he's still he's just broken and destroyed and he doesn't he doesn't know like what he is supposed to do with himself at this point um it takes a it takes a big man to cry after every match yeah. <laughs> he sure does cry a lot right thoughts on Anita crying I like, you I know like, I, I like when Terry Funk told him that he doesn't want those rules he wants those other rules and Onita like like Terry Funk walks off and Onita just stares, stares after him you know like he's his father running away yeah <laughs> I mean, Anita is just such a, like, that whole thing of, like, that mix of just, like, this dude who's just, like, on adrenaline, like, this is just this freak who has never, who, who doesn't, he, he, like, he doesn't drink alcohol, he doesn't do anything, he never relaxes for a minute in his life, because he would die if he relaxed for a second, mm-hmm. and then he just breaks. Like a shark. Yeah, he just has these, and then he just has these breakdowns, and it's like, it doesn't see, it's like, an affect at some point has to be, but it's like, no, he makes it work. Yeah. It makes it work. It doesn't, I don't give a shit. And this whole thing is, what is, I mean, Anita is, he is, he is like an incredible motherfucker. There's, and we're gonna end up talking about Anita again because, of course, you have to, but this is the Anita peak of what the Anita vision is, mm-hmm. of what FMW, like, I mean, you have like all of these ideas and like him just like coming back to like challenge, like fucking, UWF and then ending up in the fucking match with Aoyagi because he was like, well, who the fuck else? Who's going to challenge me? Who's going to do this with me? Working like artist. fucking... Yeah, who's going to fucking do work like fucking broken ass like like about... I mean, I like needs to pay off his debts to do uh, to the Yakuza and does gay porn Ryuma Go. Like all of these like weird motherfuckers. It's like, this is a dude who... That's what it's all I mean, about. that was... And you know, it just... You know, you know what? I'm just gonna say this now. I'm gonna say I want to end this podcast. Gabe's not the genius. Onita's the genius. <laughs> Onita is the genius. He walks away through a sea of journalists as the video fades to white, and that's beautiful. That's some beautiful shit. Um, yeah, Onita is the genius. Yeah, that's where Brazil comes in. Actually, Connor, do you have plugs? How many languages do you... Connor, do you have plugs? Yeah, I've do got your, plugs. Do your plugs. We were going to do them yeah. before, we forgot to do them. Plug your, plug your podcast. Uh, this time you'll be around for all the plugs, Bucky. I'm sorry? Unlike, this time you'll be around for all the plugs. Okay. Unlike last time. Oh, no, I was around. I'm I'm the one who edits that. I'll edit all together. Oh yeah, that's right. I, need to, <laughs> I need to edit all that together because of the internet issues. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Do your, run through them quickly. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be on the Bill Podberg Goldcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> I struggled there for a second. That's going to come the out Bill the Podberg. same day as this. <laughs> yeah. The Bill Podberg Goldcast. Uh, like this is me, less like me, Lenny Leonard saying, "Go watch RH after this show." Hey, after this show, go listen to the Bill Podberg Goldcast. We're going yeah. to be talking about hustle, and that's cool. Yeah. And also, I have like uh, my own project that I'm doing with Eva. That is the Remp, the Rotten Era Memory Podcast. We have an episode on TTW Best of the Best 2001. It should be coming out in the next week. Okay. Uh, we, Number two. Yeah, we recorded it. Yeah, number two, second right. step. 
uh, and it's a very good time. We have, uh, you know, we're I'd say a pretty good host. Me just pouring after uh, hours of footage, audio footage to edit it. I think I've got a pretty good feel for chemistry. Uh, and it's cool. <laughs> highly and, edited show that one. Well, yeah, because I was actually trained as a journalist, so I know how to edit stuff. Hell yeah! Um, so maybe I can yeah, contract you. <laughs> you should. You should. I'd, I'd appreciate the work. Um, but yeah, Remp is there as well. And as well as that, I have the VK. I have a Russian Facebook channel. I put the all the time archive up there. I love it when he the plugs his VK. I love it when he plugs his pirating. Come on, let's hear that. Let's hear that good VK shit. Yeah, the good VK shit is an old pan archive that used to be there, but it's not there now. 1972 to 2000. Now, I've started uploading at 1991. The thing is that once I get past 2000, I'm going to do two things. One, I'm going to start from the beginning with Ultrapans. So that's 1972 <laughs> up until 1990. As well this as guy's that, a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Why have we well left this that, guy on this podcast? <laughs> as um, well as that, I'm going to become a NOAA archive too. Jesus Christ. Not only do I have access to stuff that was on the Real Hero archive, which is years and years of NOAA TV, as in the half hour slots, but I also have access to the entire first year of NOAA, 2000. And so I would very much like to upload that because there's fucking none of it anywhere. Ditch has like five matches from 2000 and that's it. I want more than that because I've watched some of it and it's pretty good. As well as that, rings. I'm uploading rings. <laughs> I found all the shows in a ditch somewhere. In a ditch, yeah. Like, oh, in a ditch somewhere. Okay. No, no, no. Not, not, that, not, not the Republican guy. Second allusion to, uh, to, to David Ditch becoming a fucking weird conservative. And apparently yeah. selling the ditch.com to somebody. Has anybody seen this? That, that Ditch sold the domain yes. ditch.com to some like weird website that hasn't put anything up yet? He sold it to Leopoldo Lopez. I don't know what that is, but sure, I get it. I, I'm with you. I'll look it up after the show, and I'll, I'll understand it. Um, plug to uh, Dad, Phil Schneider. Okay. Congratulations on the book, buddy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, we'll plug fucking his book. shit, too. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll wait for him to fucking plug it, but I just think it fucking kicks ass. <laughs> do you have, a, do you have like a, a, an easy URL for your, for your VK channel, Connor? Mm-hmm. No. All right, I'll I'll, no. just, I'll put it in the fucking show notes. Whatever. <laughs> no. Do you yeah. want me to? No. Is that a, is that the sort of thing? Do you want me to put that in the show notes? How uh, public well, do you I, want it? Actually, well, actually, what I would say is like because uh, I just have an append tweet of my account. So if you just look at my accounts, then people can like make their own journey. You know, I'm not pushing them into anything. You know, sure. Like le- legally, I'm outside of the uh, illegality of it all. But uh, Bucky, I want you to pick a promotion now. Pick a promotion for you to upload? No, no, just pick a promotion. Pick, oh, promotion. like uh, like this is like in like grade school when pick you like pick a color, one. any color. Do it. Uh, we're talking Japan or, or like all time. Japan, what are you talking? Japan, Japan, Japan. Um, uh, K Dojo. Another one. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Come on. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>